Act 4 of The Funeral, or Grief à la Mode, by Richard Steele. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene 1. Lord Brompton's House. Enter Widow and Trusty. Mr. Trusty, you have, I do assure you, the same place and power in the management of my Lord Brumpton's estate as in his lifetime. Aside. I am reduced to a necessity of trusting him. However Tatelaide dissembles the matter, she must be privy to Lady Harriet's escape, and Fardingale's as deep with them both as I fear will be their ruin, which tis my care and duty to prevent. Be vigilant, and you shall be rewarded. I shall employ you wholly in Lady Charlotte's affairs. She is able to pay services done for her. You've sense, and understand me. Exit Widow. Yes, I do indeed understand you, and could wish another could with as much detestation as I do. But my poor old lord is so strangely, so bewitchedly enamoured of her, that even after this discovery of her wickedness, I see he could be reconciled to her. And though he is ashamed to confess to me, I know he longs to speak with her. If I tell Lord Hardy all to make his fortune, he would not let his father be dishonored by a public way of separation. If things are acted privately, I know she'll throw us all. There's no middle way. I must expose her to make a reunion impracticable. Alas, how is honest truth banished the world, when we must watch the seasons and soft avenues to men's hearts to gain an entrance even for their own good and interest. Exit. Scene 2. Lord Hardy's Lodgings. Enter Lord Hardy, Campley, and Trim. I forget my own misfortunes, dear Campley, when I reflect on your success. I assure you, it moderates a swell of joy that I am in to think of your difficulties. I hope my felicity is previous to yours. My Lady Harriet gives her service to you, and we both think it but decent to suspend our marriage till your and Lady Charlotte's affairs are in the same posture. Where is my lady? She's at my aunt's, my lord. But, my lord, if you don't interpose, I don't know how I shall adjust matters with Mr. Trim for leaving his mistress behind me. I fear he'll demand satisfaction of me. No, sir, alas, I can know no satisfaction while she is in jeopardy. Therefore would rather be put in a way to recover her by storming the castle or other feat of arms, like a true enamoured swain as I am. Since we are all three, then, expecting lovers, my lord, Prithee, let's have that song of yours which suits our common purpose. Call in the boy. Boy sings. Ye minutes bring the happy hour, And Chloe blushing to the bower, Then shall all idle flames be o'er, Nor eyes or heart e'er wander more. Both Chloe fixed for e'er on thee, For thou art all thy sex to me a guilty is a false embrace corinna's loves a fairy chase begone thou meteor fleeting fire in all that can survive desire chloe my reason moves in awe and cupid shot me when he saw 
look you gentlemen since as you are pleased to say we're all lovers and consequently poets pray do me the honour to hear a little air of mine you must know then i once had the misfortune to fall in love below myself but things went hard with us at that time so that my passion or as i may poetically speak my fire was in the kitchen twas towards a cookmaid but before i ever saw mrs deborah come on then Flim. let's have it i must run into next room for a loot exit this must be diverting can the rogue play re-enter trim with a pair of tongs dear cinderaxa herself very well understood this instrument i therefore always sung the song to it as thus cinderaxa kind and good has all my heart and stomach too she makes me love not hate my food as other peevish wenches do when venus leaves her vulcan cell which all but i a coal-hole call fly fly ye that above stairs dwell her face is washed ye vanish all and as she's fair she can impart that beauty to make all things fine brightens the floor with wondrous art and at her touch the dishes shine i protest will thou art a poet indeed and at her touch the dishes shine and you touch your lute as finely enter boy that's one mr trusty below would speak with my lord mr trusty my father's steward what can he have to say to me he's very honest to my knowledge i remember indeed when i was turned out of the house he followed me to the gate and wept over me for which i've heard he'd like to have lost his place but however i must advise with you a little about my behaviour to him let's in boy bring him up hither tell him i'll wait on him presently exit boy i shall want you i believe here trim exeunt re-enter boy and trusty my lord will wait on you here immediately exit boy tis very well these lodgings are but homely for the earl of brumpton oh that damned strumpet that i should ever know my master's wife for such how many thousand things does my head run back to after my poor father's death the good lord took me because he was a captain in his regiment and gave me education i was i think three-and-twenty when this young lord within was christened what ado there was about calling him francis wipes his eyes these are but poor lodgings for him i cannot bear the joy to think that i shall save the family from which i've had my bread enter trim sir my lord will wait you immediately sir tis my duty to wait him as trim is going but sir are you not the young man that attended him at christ church in oxford and have followed him ever since yes sir i am nay sir no harm but you'll thrive the better for it trim aside i like this old fellow i smell more money exit i think tis now eight years since i saw him he was not then nineteen when i followed him to the gate and gave him fifty guineas which i pretended his father sent after him enter lord hardy mr trusty i'm very glad to see you look very hale and jolly 
you wear well i'm glad to see it but your commands to me mr trusty why my lord i presume to wait on your lordship my lord you're strangely grown you're your father's very picture you're he my lord you are the very man that looked so pleased to see me look so fine in my lace livery to go to court i was his page when he was just such another as you he kissed me afore a great many lords and said i was a brave man's son that taught him to exercise his arms i remember he carried me to the great window and bid me be sure to keep in your mother's sight in all my finery she was the finest young creature the maids of honour hated to see her at court my lord then courted my good lady she was as kind to me on her deathbed she said to me mr trusty take care of my lord's second marriage for that child's sake she pointed as well as she could to you you fell a-crying and said she should not die but she did my lord she left the world and no one like her in it forgive me my honoured master weeps runs to my lord and hugs him i've often carried you in these arms that grasp you they were stronger then but if i die to-morrow you're worth five thousand pounds by my gift tis what i've got in the family and i return it to you with thanks but alas do i live to see you want it you confound me with all this tenderness and generosity i'll trouble you no longer my lord but call it not a trouble for my good lord i will not i say indulge myself in talking fond tales that melt me and interrupt my story my business to your lordship in one word is this i am in good confidence at present with my lady dowager and i know she has some fears upon her which depend upon the nature of the settlement to your disfavour and under the rose be yourself i fear your father has not had fair play for his life be composed my lord what is to be done is this we'll not apply to public justice in this case till we see farther twill make it noisy which we must not do if i might advise you shall with a detachment of your company seize the corpse as it goes out of the house this evening to be interred in the country twill only look like taking the administration upon yourself and commencing a suit for the estate she has put off the lying in state and lady harriet's escape with mr campley makes her fear he will prove a powerful friend both to the young ladies and your lordship she cannot with decency be so busy as when the corpse is out of the house therefore hastens it i know your whole affair leave the care of lady charlotte to me i'll pre-acquaint her that she mayn't be frightened and dispose of her safely to observe the issue i wholly understand you it shall be done i'm sure i am wanted this moment for your interest at home this ring shall be the passport of intelligence for whom you send to assault us and the remittance of it sealed with this shall be authentic from within the house tis very well hope all you can wish my lord from a certain secret relating to the estate which i'll acquaint you with next time i see you exit your servant this fellow's strangely honest ah will enter campley and trim will 
don't the recruits wait for me to see em at their parade before this house yes and have waited for these three hours go to em i'll be there myself immediately we must attack with em if the rogues are sturdy this very evening i guess where i'm overjoyed at it i'll warrant you they do it if i command in chief i design you shall trim runs out jumping you seem my lord to be in deep meditation i am so but not on anything that you may not be acquainted with exeunt scene three covent garden enter trim with a company of ragged fellows with a cane why then i find mr trim we shall come to blows before we see the french hockey friend tis not your affair to guess or inquire what you're going to do tis only for us commanders the french pox they are but a company of scratching civet cats they fight hockey don't bluster were not you a little mistaken in your facings at steinkirk i grant it you know i have an antipathy to the french i hate to see the dogs look here yeah, gentlemen i was shot quite through the body look yeah? Prithee, look where it entered at your back look here mr trim you will have your joke we know you are a wit but what's that to a fighting man enter kate mr trim mr trim things are not as they have been mrs kate i now pay the company and we that pay money expect a little more ceremony will your honour please to taste some right french brandy out thou sure good woman tis right drinks how french pray nay if i find you deceive me who pay the men drinks pray good master have you spoken to my lord about me i have but you shall speak to him yourself thou hast been a true campaigner kate and we must not neglect thee do you sell grey please yet of an evening mrs matchlock drinks again anything to turn the penny but i got more by crying pamphlets this year than by anything i have done a great while now i am married into the company again i design to cross the seas next year but master my husband a temple porter and a parliament man's footman last night by their talk made me think there was danger of a peace why they said all the prime people were against a war no no kate never fear you know i keep great company all men are for a war but some would have it abroad and some would have it at home in their own country i say you so drink about gentlemen not a farthing to pay a war is a war be it where it will but pray mr trim speak to my lord that when these gentlemen have shirts i may wash for em i tell you if you behave well to-night you shall have a fortnight's pay each man as a reward but there's none of you industrious there's a thousand things you might do to help out about this town as to cry puff puff pies have you any knives or scissors to grind or late in the evening whip from grub street strange and bloody news from flanders votes from the house of commons buns rare buns old silver lace cloaks suits or coats 
old shoes boots or hats but here here here's my lord a-coming here's the captain fall back into the rank there move up in the centre enter lord hardy and campley let me see whether my ragged friends are ready and about me ensign campley ensign campley i am overjoyed to see your honour ha the world's surely altered ha tis so faith kate why thou art true to the cause with the company still honest amazon dear soul not a bit of pride in him but won't your honour help in my business with my lord speak for me noble ensign do speak to him yourself i'll second you noble captain my lord i suppose mr trim has told your honour about my petition i've been a great sufferer in the service tis hard for a poor woman to lose nine husbands in a war and no notice taken nay three of em alas in the same campaign here the woman stands that says it i never stripped a man till i first tried if he could stand on his legs and if not i think twas fair plunder except our adjutant and he was a puppy that made my eighth husband run the gauntlet for not turning his toes out well we'll consider thee kate but fall back into the rear a roll of what gentlemen soldiers trim to pumpkin do you hear that my lord himself can't deny but we are all gentlemen as much as his honour lord hardy reading gentlemen soldiers quartered in and about guy court in vinegar yard in russell court in drury lane belonging to the honourable captain hardy's company of foot so answer to your names and march off from the left john horseem corporal march easy that i may view you as you pass by me drums simon ruffle darby tattoo there's a shilling for you tattoo be always so tight how does he keep himself so clean sir he is a tragedy drum to one of the playhouses private gentleman alexander cowich humphrey mundungus william faggot nicholas scab timothy migrim philip scratch nehemiah dust humphrey garbage nathaniel matchlock what is matchlock come back to the company that's the fellow that brought me off at steinkirk no sir tis i am obliged to him for that offering to give him money there friend you shall want for nothing i'll give thee a halberd too oh brave me shall i be a sergeant's lady if faith i'll make the drums and the corporal's wives and the company keepers know their distance how far out of the country did you come to list don't you come from cornwall how did you bear your charges i was whipped from constable to constable i am a lord 
that's due by the courtesy of england to all that want in red coats besides there's an act that makes us free of all corporations and that's the ceremony of it but what pretence had they for using you so ill you did not pilfer i was found guilty of being poor poor devil timothy rag oh rag i thought when i gave you your discharge just afore the peace we should never have had you again how came you to list now to pull down the french king bravely resolved but pull your shirt into your breeches in the meantime geoffrey tatter what's become of the skirts and buttons of your coat and all our clothing in the regiment served in a fall the colonel had one skirt before the agent one behind and every captain of the regiment a button hush you rogue you talk mutiny smiling ay sirrah what have you to do with more knowledge than that of your right hand from your left hits him a blow on the head hugh clump clump thou growest a little too heavy for marching i am a lord but if we don't allow him the pay he'll starve for he's too lame to get into the hospital richard bumpkin ha a perfect country hick how came you friend to be a soldier an it please your honour i have been crossed in love and am willing to seek my fortune well i've seen enough of em if you mind your affair and act like a wise general these fellows may do come take your orders trim puts his hat on his stick while my lord is giving him the ring and whispers orders well gentlemen do your business manfully and nothing shall be too good for you bless your honour exeunt hardy and campley now my brave friends and fellow-soldiers aside i must fill a soldier um, just a four battle like a true officer though i cane em all year round beside strutting about major general trim no pox trim sounds so very short and priggish that my name should be a monosyllable but the foreign news will write me i suppose monsieur chevalier tremont signor tremoni or count tremunz in the german army i shall perhaps be called ay that's all the plague and comfort of us great men they do so toss our names about but gentlemen you are now under my command huzzah thrice faith this is very pleasing this is grandeur why after all tis upon the neck of such scoundrels as these gentlemen that we great captains build our renown a million or two of these fellows make an alexander and as that my predecessor said in the tragedy of him on the very same occasion going to storm for his statira so do i for my dear seamstress madame de pingle when i rush on sure none will dare to stay tis beauty calls and glory leads the way end of act four